Welcome back to the Ford Podcast. I'm Lance Armstrong, your host, each and every week. Thanks for tuning in. My guest this week is Luke Bryan. I really never uh, thought that, uh, that a guy like him would get so into cycling, um, but he has. And so that was sort of our natural connection. He was in Austin playing a gig out at the uh, F1 track amphitheater out there, the Austin 360 amphitheater. And uh, a mutual friend of ours, John Casimus, connected us, and we went out for a, a good ride. Luke learned some things. I learned some things about him. And we sat down afterwards in his tour bus and had a pretty fun conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Before we get to Luke Bryan, a few little uh, items here. Uh, first of all, we have restocked the WeDo store a bit, so go to WeDoShop.com. Like always, we probably didn't put enough stuff in there, but... We do shop, W-E-D-U shop.com. There's some more stuff um, back in there. And then on another cycling-related note, how about Peter Sagan? Um, by the way, I mean, I've always called him, I've always pronounced the last name Sagan. He probably pronounces it totally differently. But anyways, uh, won his third consecutive road race world championship, which is really, really difficult to do on paper. Having said that, I was having this discussion with somebody today that was just, you know, so amazed that, that it had happened. Well, if you know him and you know the way he races, and if you followed our, our stages podcast from last summer during the tour, uh, he featured prominently in it until he was disqualified, unfortunately. But, um, you know, you would never bet against that guy. And in fact, you'd bet on him, uh, nine times out of 10. So not surprising, but still, to pull that off, something that's never been done. Congratulations to Peter Sagan. Uh, you know what? He'd be a hell of a podcast guest. Maybe I'll have to work on that. All right, guys and gals. Uh, last thing. Uh, any questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, send me an email. The Forward Podcast at WeDoSport.com. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, today I interview cyclist and part-time country and western singer, Luke Bryan. Luke, thanks for doing this, man. Hey, thank you. Thanks for thanks for the ride. Showing yeah. me uh what is it, South Austin we're well, down if, here? If we yeah, and I always try to set the scene for the listener because that you know, sometimes we're on the road, sometimes we're in the studio in Austin, and but now we're here in, in your home away from home, your favorite place, your tour bus, but at the venue, which is the F one, you know, this is the F one track here right, in Austin. Right. And, and it's actually this is where we ride mostly because there's this is the only place where there's not a lot of cars. Right. So we went out for a little hour spin. You learned a lot of shit. Yes, I learned. Oh, we can say shit. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I say bad words a lot, but hey, it's all good. Now, yeah, I learned. Uh, it was fun riding. You know, anytime you're, it's always fun riding with guys. I just I'm only about a year and a half. I guess going on two years into riding. And John got you into riding. Yeah, John, John my buddy Je John Casmus, and sitting right uh, here, sitting there, and he, uh, yeah, I met John at at Blackberry Farm a few years ago, and we we started hunting, and then um, I tell you, we, um, yeah, I just been out on the road a long time, and and I was on stage one night, and my dead gum niece puffed up on me, and. 
I was like, I can't, I got to quit jogging and all that. So yeah, I started started cycling, and it's it's changed the game. It's it's fun being out there with you guys and watching y'all's, you know, watching how you right. how you ride. It teaches me a lot. It lets me know that I can be a little safer. It's interesting. <laughs> I think for because people can be physically, they can be strong and and good on a bike, but but just the flow of it. Like I watched you, you you were actually surprised me today. I was like, this guy's gonna be riding head on next thing we know you know but you, you know you i could tell you either you that year and a half you've had some crash courses i know you i know you've had one crash but, but it's not easy to figure out where to be in the road how to avoid traffic i mean you, yeah and, and and oddly enough that's the thing that comes that conflict between cars and bikes because cars don't realize that most of these people they're behind or passing don't know what they're doing right and so right. they think, look at this asshole taking up the whole road. When that, that person's just afraid to, to not be too close to the side of the road. Right, right. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too. I mean, you learn, you know, the first time. I mean, getting into cycling, when you cycle with people that cycle a lot and you hear all the terminologies they use to keep you safe, you know, it's a, it's a whole other little language you got to learn. And, and just even watching you do your hand motions, I learned a lot that just keeps everybody safe. Up. Yeah. So thanks for and you ran we ran it was there was some crap in the road during the day and at one point you got a flat yeah I uh, had a flat a I flat cannot. tire he's Luke says I'm done yeah I thought it was my uh, I thought it was my ticket out but then uh, I just I didn't, didn't know, know I, I didn't know I had a Tour de France tire changing crew uh, behind us behind us and then but, uh, but we changed the flat and then it blew and then we realized that the sidewall of the tire because yes. whatever you ran over cut the sidewall which happens yes. by the way happens all the time and then you really thought you were out you're like oh i'm definitely out i'm like gosh it keeps getting better i don't have to i don't have to huff it anymore and then they pulled a dollar y'all pulled a dollar bill to, a, yep. you pulled a dollar bill out and patched my tire mm. and put me back on the road 20 more minutes baby so uh so for you listeners at home if, if you cut the sidewall on your tire and you think you're stranded can't dial 1-800 girlfriend or boyfriend and you do have either a, a any bill it doesn't have to be a dollar bill or i learned a like a power bar wrapper any kind yeah. of nutritional uh food most of those wrappers will hold that sidewall that's crazy you learned i learned and look you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna tweet this out to all your you're followers like, that are gonna listen and they're gonna be like all right what now they're going to be trying to put, uh, my listeners are going to be trying to put dollar bills in four-wheeler tires and uh, truck tires and seeing how that works. <laughs> so you, I mean, you're, you're, uh, the arc of your career to me is so interesting because it, it, uh, we all know where it is now. I mean, pulling in today, like to this venue, I don't even, I guess I could go out there and count them. I mean, there must be 15, 18-wheelers. <laughs> There's a lot of them. I make a purpose not to know how many I have. There's no, there's, I'm telling you, it's like an army. <laughs> it's the Luke Bryan army, and you're, you're all over every one of them. But to grow up in Georgia, to, you know, to have this, you know, your parents buy you a guitar, you learn to play the guitar, yeah. and then it just, you start songwriting for friends and, and you know, ultimately make your way to Nashville. is pretty dang yeah, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I look back at my path to get to this point certainly you look around and yeah there's tour buses everywhere and semis everywhere and that's when i moved to nashville i i i wanted i drink somebody told me early on you know pick the artist that you grew up you know idolizing and 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 try to be bigger than them you know try to shoot for those stars and well who was that 
Well, the artists that I grew up idolizing were certainly, you know, Alabama and George Strait and, and Alan and Alan Jackson and you, Brooks and Dunn right. and you know, I mean I was a I was a kid that just listened to country radio. I didn't really um that's what my parents listened to. So I grew up with whatever country radio was playing and then I would play those songs in my band. I didn't uh you know, I wouldn't venture out there and listen to these crazy overly artsy things you know i just we our household we listen to country Ma mainstream radio. country yeah, yeah. And, country uh, radio. and obviously my brother and sister they they had all the Def leopard albums and the lionel richie albums and all that stuff so i got you know the rock and and certainly the 90s but but you know moving to nashville and, and getting all this going and then and then you know you wake up one day and you've you've uh kind of hmm. you blink and all your dreams are have come true it's pretty crazy stuff yeah. so it's been a but i've man i've enjoyed i've enjoyed playing you know when i played the 200 the 200 seat honky tonk honky tonks when my first single was coming out and i'll 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 make the most of you know when i mm. when i look at you know austin and and you know my texas fan base you know when i play these shows in texas i mean texas has a huge music situation and i'm glad that i have a little little spot i'm glad i can come to dallas and houston and austin for the weekend and, and play in front of a lot of people it's pretty uh pretty incredible this stage is where willie does his fourth of july show now this is the uh the 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 epicenter of, yeah. of willie land yeah. right here this is you're not far from we're on the <laughs> other side of town but willie's ranch is is probably you know no traffic which of course there's a lot here now but probably 45 minutes oh yeah, yeah yeah he's a good buddy of mine he's he's he, hey, you can't. Uh, no, the the quintessential American icon right yeah. there. Yeah, he's a survivor. I mean, the guy's been through. But anyways, <laughs> we could talk all day about Willie. The thing in the this story, you know, so much about, and I talk a lot about this on this podcast. And the the podcast is called the Forward because it's you know my life. At some point, I had to just decide to move forward. And when I started reading about your life and and realizing that there were plenty of times in your life where you could have just said. You talked about your brother. You talked about your sister. You could have just said, "All right, I, I'm 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 good right here. I'm just going to pause for a little longer." And, and but it, you know, along those uh, along that path, there were times where you said, "No, I'm going to move forward." And one of which, of course, is when your brother was killed at, mm -hmm. when you were 19, and and sort of put everything on hold and went to college, came back home, and then finally your dad said, "All right, you gotta you got yeah, too much. Dad, you got to get out of here." <laughs> dad threw me out of the house. Yeah, I mean, you know, when my brother. Some people don't know, but to, I had already uh, rented an apartment in Nashville, wow. and and I was moving up there when I was nineteen, and uh, or when I was, I guess I was twenty, twenty at the time. And so going to just skip college. Yeah, I mean, I had went about a, I had went to college for one year, and then my current guitar player, who still plays with me now, um, Michael Carter, he and I met our second, my second year of college, and his first. And we started playing in the band, and we just said, "Heck, we were we we were gonna find a we won like one of those little country showdown things in town." And so we said, "Heck with it, let's let's move to Nashville and get after this thing." And uh, we had an apartment, and and then yeah, you know, a couple weeks, I, I guess probably it was under a week before we were going. My brother was killed in a car accident, and it just totally derailed, you know, derailed everything in our life. And, um, but for everybody, mom, dad. yeah, my, my mom, my dad, and, and even my sister. And it just, uh, 
it what it kind of became you know nashville just had to be put on hold i mean i didn't want to you know hear my my mother and father had had lost one child and then another child was going to move right. you know seven eight hours away so and uh and, and you know i look back on that um had i done you know i i would have you know i would have missed out on college you know i i, I wound up going on to georgia southern and god i mean those were certainly the best years of my life and that's where i met bachelor my, bachelor's degree in business administration yeah i got it i think i did so it's uh that that, that degree somewhere we're gonna say it, we're gonna say it. <laughs> no, nobody's gonna go check but we um so yeah I, and i got you know i met my wife at georgia southern and that was such an important you know the most important thing about you know i think if i'd have moved to nashville at the age of 19 i don't know how i would have you know i was a pretty green you know, I was a small town kid, hadn't hadn't ventured out there that much, so maybe it wouldn't have been for me at nineteen. I might have moved back home and never went back. But so when I got to Nashville at, at the age of twenty five, I was I was ready. much more mature and kind of got the ball rolling. And how much when you first got there, how much did you rely on songwriting for others or just playing your own gigs? Well, you know, it was funny. I moved up there and I thought that the thing to do was just songwrite 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 yeah. well then i would know, think the same your first few years of songwriting you know you don't you can't songwrite 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 because and because and, you're not making any money you got to get songs kind of working for you you yeah. know you're um you got to get songs out there in the pipeline kind of getting you know kind of getting distributed out there around town so i would uh i would we would rent a van uh me and michael and we would find some some nashville pickers and Gosh, on Thursday mornings, we would drive down to Georgia and play some clubs and play some, you know, come back with hopefully $500,000 in our pockets. And, and then, you know. $500,000? No, five. Yeah, not. <laughs> I wish. I knew what you meant, but, but uh, it sounded too good to not ask. Oh, yeah, you had to get me on that one. But we, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'd come back with a little cash, and, and then uh, I'd write Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and. This was your band, or this is you guys? Some other. It band? was a band. You know, we were, I was touring under you know Luke Bryan at that point. You know, and uh, and what I'd do is I'd write all these songs in Nashville, and uh, we would demo them. So I'd have these little CDs, and I'd just give them out at shows, and and I didn't, you know, it wasn't worth my time to try to put a put a CD booth up right. and sell two. Right. I would have rather I wanted. You know, if I had 500 people at a show, I wanted all 500 people to leave with a CD. Yeah. And it kind of got things going and got my crowd, you know, got my little Georgia following and branched out to other little states. And, and it kind of kept, like I said, it kept some money in my pocket. And then, but I'm all the while writing songs in Nashville, trying to get some of those songs recorded by other artists. And, and then at the, obviously the end goal mm. to get a record deal too. Yeah, which obviously happened. Obviously happened and... And had some, you know, I wrote a song called Good Directions that Billy Currington recorded. And it, it, yeah, it seems like, you know, because the music business has changed so much. Oh. But it, and, I, and I'm not in the business, and I'm not in your business, certainly, but it seems like that country and western music, you know, it ha it's changed less. In the sense that the fans perhaps still buy music, or still, yeah. whereas, you know, a younger, more progressive crowd, they just... It's all streaming yep. and yeah, yeah. You know, country is and country radio is still the the force. Yes, yeah. I mean, you know, you still have to 
really lean on country radio. I mean, you know, there are, I think it's interesting, there are plenty of artists out there that, you know, they get a YouTube following. I mean, like, there's an artist out there now called Kane Brown that, I think Kane's got the number one song in the country right now. And Kane, uh, he kind of was singing on YouTube and, and <laughs> it kind of, he blew up there and then later now he's he's got the, the radio success happening too. But, you know, back when, well, yeah, country music lagged behind the complete streaming. So we, we did get to enjoy, right? you know, success with record sales much more than than pop acts but but you know now everybody you know it's 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 affected all genres too everybody yeah even in country um so this what we're you know this gig tonight i mean the, the this production the merch sales all that stuff is is now become that much more significant for yeah i mean you have to work you know to to, to you know you have to tour a little more these days to to do you know when you look at what your big country artist of the 90s you know they were selling eight ten million albums i mean people paying for it, yeah if people paying for them and now at fifteen that goes dollars away. an album now that know. goes away it's gone yeah it's gone i mean you know i'm we 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 get together and pop champagne if i sell two million albums that's that's a big deal and but that's just the way it is i mean we can sit around and you can sit around and complain about it or you can just get out there and tour and enjoy uh enjoy the fans that that are out there buying your tickets and you just have to create you have to make you smarter and create new ways to thrive well, i tell you what you were talking about touring and we're talking about being here in austin the coolest in reading about your life past present and future the coolest thing that i came across was what you're doing in two nights and that's playing in houston which you know for us here in texas we watched it up close what harvey did to not just houston but the whole southern yeah, part of the state and and you had a gig there. You're, you know, like everybody in America watching on CNN. Of course, the networks cover these storms like it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's we and, obviously. And so everybody's watching, and you you think, well, I guess we're I guess we're not going to Houston anymore. And then I, the way I read it, which I thought was amazing, that the mayor of Houston said, "We are open for business." And you said, "Well, come on." Yeah, when we're he coming, like I had full intentions of 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 canceling. Mm -hmm. um, or not canceling, but postponing the show. Sure. You know, like, like I said, you want to... Just assuming they couldn't be ready. Yeah, and like, um, you know, for instance, my hometown had several tornadoes roll through and mm -hmm. did a lot of damage, and I'm on... Um, we're, we're organizing a thing there. But we didn't want to, you know, when I signed on to do a charity thing for my hometown, we didn't want to do it two weeks after. And so that's kind of what my train of thought for Houston was. You know, you don't want to roll into Houston and... You've seen the footage of people right. getting saved in their houses, but when the uh, when the mayor did say, "Hey, let's 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 stay open for business," then I was like, "Hey, if, then then let's get down there and and give give these people something to smile about." But you didn't just do that. You didn't just put the date. <laughs> hang on now. That's the, anybody can do that. You didn't just put the date <laughs> back on the calendar. You you said to all the first responders out there in that area. Uh, free tickets, front, you know, full on, you know, fully taken care of, looked after, hooked up, your style. <laughs> Donated a whole bunch of the proceeds to uh, local charities. Yes, I mean, come on. Well, it's it's what you got to do. I mean, I, man, Houston, when you, I have such a fond uh, respect for the city of Houston because, man, I've been blessed to do the rodeo now for. Right. God, it's seven, a big, big seven deal, isn't it? Yeah, it's a huge yeah. deal, and, and it's one of the highlights of my year. 
doing the rodeo. And then I've had the ability to come back in the in the fall. You know, rodeos typically in the spring, and then come back in the fall and play the amphitheater. So to to get to come to Houston a couple times a year and and play for amazing crowds. So yeah, we were like, you know, this one this show isn't about what I'm bringing in. You know, at the at the ticket counter, let's let's just let's walk out of there and leave leave all the leave all the stuff that uh, these these fans right. have come out. Let's leave right. it right here in Houston, and uh, it's just hey, it's what it's it's the least you can do, right. and and hopefully it. Um, my main thing is like I said, roll in there and and do a great show, and hopefully people can people can get away sure. from all the, well, they all the stuff they've been they're going to they're going to not even remember well, every time <laughs> you'll bring it up i'm sure plenty of times which is which is logical but other than that they're going to be just having s- having a blast drinking drinking a few beers yeah and singing singing some songs <laughs> how about that we passed the tito's uh oh facility. yeah that was yeah. that was that on the ride to on the ride today i hadn't passed that place and years yeah and that was, toll road uh, didn't used to be there and now it's there so I, I never go down that road and when i first went past it a long time ago tito's vodka was small and there was about one building now there's about 30 and we were earlier in the ride we were talking about it's tito's. almost like our bikes led us there I, it was some sort of magnetism yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then as we were setting up the gear one of the girls who works on the tour here walks in with four big bottles of tito's and sets them down on the counter I'm like God. Yeah, we uh, we met some Tito's guys a couple years ago, and they uh, they've been uh, they've been very very generous yeah. to me. So it's a uh, it's fun to uh, it's like a never ending supply, which yeah. can get dangerous. I know you don't like talking about this stuff, but John brought it up on the ride. And <laughs> no, you 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 talk about generous, but he you when you were after we put the dollar bill in and you were getting going again, it took you a minute to get back up there. But <laughs> I don't know how it came up, but we started talking about the the Children's Heart Hospital at, at Vanderbilt. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. You've been really involved in, and I guess a lot of the gear, and this is to me is just nuts, that that you have contributed to to buy. John, what'd you say? We're up to saving, you know, numerous children. Yeah, man, we... Um, I mean, that's... Come on. Th- this, is, this, is, this is irony and fate at its, at its highest deal. We, um, so my boys were playing baseball, and one of the... Um, one of the uh my son Bo, my oldest son, he he was on a team with another kid whose younger brother was born um, you know, with two valves mm-hmm. and just he was up and his name's Caleb. Well, my wife really became really close to uh Caleb's mom and dad, and we all became really close and through Caleb, uh his doctor um recommended that my wife and I tour the uh, Vanderbilt pediatric cardiac wing you know and you know my wife and i went up there and it was just a life-changing and i'm sure you've been to those scenarios many times where you tour these children's hospitals and these facilities but you know what you see a you know you see these children that are basically the size of a shoebox you know and these guys are going in there and rebuilding their heart and it's very inspiring so fast forward you know a couple of you know, a year and a half, uh, Caroline's brother um, and his wife, they had a daughter that had a heart condition when she, and so, I mean. We, after the fact. After, after the fact. Wow. And we had already, we knew all the, do- you know, we knew the doctors that were going to work on our niece. And um, so it was just amazing that we had already had kind of kick-started that relationship with that 
segment of, of Vandy. Well, um, and then our niece, Brett, um, when, when our doctor, when Brett's doctor, you know, op- uh, went in to do surgery, I mean, she was, had, you know, really unrepairable kind of damage to her heart and he did everything he could and and Brett passed away and it was a just a it was just a, a tremendously tough scenario for my brother-in-law and his wife and John was even privy to going to the hospital sometimes with me and we we were up there quite a bit and and uh and our little niece, she she fought hard, and Vandy, and so did Vandy. I mean, they they did everything they could, and and now you know we're taking, you know, the memory of our our niece Brett, and my wife is doing this thing called Brett's Barn, where she's bringing. I thought you said you. I thought you were about to say my wife is due in. I was like, oh no. Uh, yeah, she's not. Yeah, yeah. we're she's she's. Uh, but yeah, we're doing these little charity things called Brett's Barn. My wife had promised Brett our niece a a, a pony mm. and uh so but instead of one pony my wife has got multiple ponies and we've got and she's kind of building a little petting zoo out there which is going to be huh. something to bring kids out to but um and did they have other kids they don't they it was uh, uh brett was their first child and they're and they're 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 working hard on mo- more children and and we're uh like i said we're praying for them every day that that they um they get pregnant here in the next few yeah. here in the next few months, but uh, we're we're cheering them on. But uh, your life, and this is what really moved me about your story, and 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 we'll get to it now. But I mean, you've had a lot of tragedy in your it's life. Strange. It, it it really. And I get. Look, we all have life is messy. We all have things, whether it's just unfortunate things or whether it's really tragic, bad things. And your life is. Some of this has almost followed you, and, and up to you know all the way to Brett's story. But I, the one that moved me the most when I, I actually I was on a ride with John, and, and and he said, "You know the story about his nephew, right?" And I and I did not know the story. And he starts to tell me the story about how your brother was killed in the car wreck, which we just talked about, and then your sister uh, dies unexpectedly years ago, and then her husband dies, and they have a son, and and two girls, yeah, and two girls. And I thought, I mean, if that's not a forward story. Well, it's, man, you know. It, how old, just so I'm clear, how old were these kids when they came to y'all? So, um, Jordan, um, the oldest girl, Jordan was 20, I believe, and, uh, or 19. Jo- Out of high school. Yeah, Jordan was first year, uh, first year into uh, college. Up, uh, she was at a little school right outside of Athens. Hopefully, going to transfer into UGA. And then Chris was a junior in high school. And then Till was um, was twelve or thirteen. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're these children. You know, they had lost their mother at a very young age, and then now they're Your sister. They're, uh, yeah, my sister, and then. And, you know, and, and Lee, my sister's, yeah, my sister's husband, I mean, I've been knowing Lee since I was seven years old, and, you know, it was essentially another loss of a brother, and um, and it was just... And um, how did he die? He had a, just, you know, it was one of those massive heart attacks, like the big, the big, the the worst yeah, right. type of heart attack you can have, and 
he wasn't you know he wasn't an out of shape guy he did you know he did he was always working out and doing you know he just it just was one of those things that you hear about that happened tragically and and so we're we're faced with that and and mm. you know when it came up you know I, sometimes we you know it it's trying time for all of our families to get and sort through this you know we've got you know we've got our nieces that are still down there in their hometown and and all of our family is kind of banding together and kind of doing what we can to help advise them through life and raise them but Teal chose to move to Nashville with us and and you know we uh, it's been amazing I mean him with your you know you have it's two boys been amazing that, yeah. I mean my little boys they they do not call him their their cousin I mean they just say my big brother and and, um, you know, it's been a crazy dynamic. I mean, we went from my wife and I went from two, two boys and now we've got this teenage kid that's living with us. That's you know, when he moved in with us, he, he was like a foot shorter than me. Now he's two inches taller than me. So I can't. Goes to high school, the yeah, whole thing. high school. And, and you got to go to like PTA meetings. Oh yeah. We're doing parent conference. Or parent what was funny is the, um, you know, the. The first fall that Till was living with us, um, he was backup quarterback in the um, in the uh, seventh or or I guess seventh grade. He and um, there, so we just go up to watch this football game, and the the starting quarterback goes down, and Till was backup. And man, I mean, I went from like. Right. I jumped the fence, got down on the sideline with the coaches. I mean, it was like I wasn't prepared to go from, <laughs> you know, kid, you know, kid being quarterback or backup quarterback to start. And I was like, well, this is what it's like. So, so I ran out there, and he he did good. They they uh, they won the game, but um, so it's been amazing having having him. And I just you know told John Till's fifteen now, and we just we were out in Colorado on an elk hunting trip and he got his first elk with a bow and we're up there on the hill high-fiving and and uh and my little my, my other boys Bo and tate they come it's a tradition they come out to colorado and they get to skip school a day or two and and they fish we got little trout ponds and they fish while we're up there on the hill chasing chasing elk so uh it's a fun dynamic i mean the, the toughest thing is my my oldest son Bo. he went from being you know the alpha male right, to right. now he gets that's better for him. Yeah, he gets thrown around the he house is, a little he, bit. That's now. better. Trust me, so, that's better for him. Yeah, but uh, what's he? How do you discipline a child who's not? You know, and uh, you know, it's be tricky. Tough for me. I mean, I, I'd let the kid get away with. It. Both parents have died. He's not. You know, technically, my like I'd let him get away with everything. Yeah, it's you know the but, first, yeah that would be a, that would be well. Bad for I him. think the uh, it was interesting because. The first year that he lived with us, um, it it kind of really wasn't reality because you almost don't get on to him like you need to just because you got to cut him a break. But now we we've settled in. Caroline, my wife, you know the the honeymoon of I mean it's the real deal around there when he when he when he uh, when he makes a mistake or gets in a little trouble he he feels the. He feels the full wrath. I get now, the sense so. your wife sort of runs the show. Right? <laughs> I don't know if it was just. I mean, 
forget what you just said, but just <laughs> the hour or so ride we did, and just and I'm, I'm thinking somebody must babysit this. Guy. Oh yeah, I know. I get a <laughs> she. You know, my wife. By is, the way, I. Anna does the same shit in yeah. our house, so I, I'm, not, I'm not busting on you. I'm just oh, I'm, I get it. Well, you got to have, you know, when you when you're in this business, if you don't have a, a, a if you don't have a wife that's yeah. got a got a crazy backbone, then then you know, yeah. you know, it's it's a necessity the way Caroline. I mean, I, I get off the road, and you know, is Caroline proud of me? Is she amazed by stuff I do? Certainly, but. But when she's been in the trenches at the house, you know, whatever glamorous thing I've done, really, right. you know, she could care less about. And, I, and but then, you know, we we have a we have an awesome balance. I mean, it's it's like any marriage. I mean, you you have to, you know, we come in and we have silly, stupid fights, just like everybody. And yeah. and then we 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 go for months, and we're like, you know, it, it's almost like I don't do all of the stressful stuff yep. that i you know that i'm a part of so it's it's an ever-changing thing but speaking of doing cool you know quote-unquote cool and sexy things that, <laughs> what what i have to know because well first of all i don't think i could ever do it in front of even i couldn't do it by myself but what is it like to sing the national anthem <laughs> it is i don't uh, I, I, I i mean i don't know how anybody it was you know leading up to the moment um, so we get to Houston, um, and that was another connection to Houston. I yep. mean, heck, I, I sang the Super Bowl there. So um, we get to Houston. Through, I was at that game. It was oh, whew, oh, interesting. Boy, it was bad for you. It was bad for the old, the old dirty birds, the old Falcons. <laughs> but uh, and so, you know, I get there four days in advance because I had to rehearse a couple of days, and and you know, everybody's like. Everybody's like, it's it's like Super Bowl week is the biggest party For sure. of the year. Yeah, I mean, like I didn't even truly appreciate. Yeah, and every everybody's calling me, dude. Where are you? Where it's three a.m. I'm like, guys, I've got to sing right acapella in front of a hundred and twenty million people on Sunday. Right. More, probably a lot more than that. Yeah, I ain't coming out to some whiskey bar and and hooping and hollering all night and sounding like a billy goat up there so i mean i literally just kind of kept it low-key and um which was kind of terrible because i made you know i'm sitting there it's just creating the build-up and the build-up well the morning of the super bowl i wake up at 8 30 and i'm you know just wide-eyed and ready to go and that was pretty arduous knowing that you know, at 8.30 a.m., knowing no matter what, under no circumstance, I got to walk my butt out there at, at 5. We knew it at, at 5.51 is when I start. And it was just like the worst countdown ever. And I remember being on the bus, uh, rehearsing before I went in. I mean, it's probably it was, it was the that, most nervous I've ever been. Right. But what was interesting, man, when I got into the um, – when I got into – Reliant Stadium, and I walked in and got on the field and high fived some players and and shook. Uh, we were on the Patriots side, so I got to shake um, Robert Kraft's hand and thank him for letting me play Gillette. You know, I kind of re relaxed in the moment, and 
Eli Manning and visited with Eli, and next thing you know, it's it's happening. So push, man, I was pushing pretty, you over there. Yeah, they're like, hey Luke, come over here. Get up there. I mean, you know, and, and then then when you add the 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 layer of just how difficult it is to sing the anthem, and what's funny, and I mean, I had had a, I had done the anthem at the. Um, at the uh, All Star, the uh, ba- the MLB All Star game a few years ago, and caught some flack about I had written "streaming and gleaming" on my hand because I was I kept putting "streaming and gleaming" in the wrong place, and so I kind of got busted checking lyrics, and and I got raked over the coals about that. So I mean, I took a lot of pride to go in and do the anthem and do it, you know, um, the, to the best of my ability, and thank the Lord got through it, and and. You know, and, 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 you know, when I remember getting the call, my manager called me. She was like, all right, get ready. Yeah. You, 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 they're asking you to do the anthem. And the first thing you, you know, and you've been in those situations like yeah. that where you're like, oh, my God, well, I don't want to do that to myself. I, I, right. You almost kind of. I, I, I don't. I don't you almost I'm not a singer, start, but I didn't, you almost. Well, you almost start. And then I said, you know what? I didn't move. You know, I didn't come start all this up to pass on an opportunity like this. So I just said, hey, let's do it. And uh, I, I'm, you know, it was uh, certainly a life changing event for me. And and then I do the anthem. And I'm so happy. And next thing you know, my Falcons are up twenty four three in the third quarter. And my dad's there with me, and my father in law. And we're just. And next thing you know, I'm walking out of there and, as a loser. A Super Bowl loser. So we went, so last year it was about, about a year ago. I had Tom, <laughs> Thomas Dimitrov, the GM. Oh, of the, yeah, he's yeah. a very good buddy of mine. He's been on this podcast, and uh, he hooked us up with some tickets. And so I went with Anna and and my oldest son <clears throat> and my youngest son. And yeah, that was. Uh, I tried to stay uh, apolitical on the whole. Oh, thing. I do too. Because like I said, I've got. You know, I have yeah, to. Yeah, but you grew up in Georgia, so yeah, I know I could get away with it a little bit. But uh, 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 it was funny, man. When uh, you know, the Predators, Nashville Predators. I mean, so my my um, the Falcons go to the Super Bowl, and then the Nashville Predators go to the Stanley Cup final, and and man, you know, I've got a. It's funny because I've got this unbelievable following in uh in Pittsburgh too, so. Most Pittsburgh Penguins fans, they did not like me me getting behind the uh, uh, the hometown. Uh, it's fun, but it, it was a fun fun run with the Predators too. Um, what's this? What's crash my playa? I, I looked it up. I thought, <clears throat> yeah, we got to get you down there for some down in the Maya some, River Riviera. Yeah, Maya. It's, it's down there. You know, just um, I think we're south. Uh, you know, about twenty miles south of um, Playa Playa Cancun and Playa del yeah. Carmen. And but it's your gig. You're, you're, it's my it's your deal. Party. You know, it's something I started um, about four. I guess we're going into our fifth year. Yeah. And um, we just, you know, there's a lot of in in the heart of January. You know, it's it's. I've been in Nashville. It's been cold. I've lost my my tan. And out. so many. A lot of other people. Have, so we said, hey, let's start this festival down in uh, down in Mexico. And I teamed up with this company um, called CID and. Man, we just started it, and uh, we've grown every year. And had Blake, Blake, Blake came up. down last year. He's coming and, again, or and he's coming again. Got Sam Blake Hunt and Sam Hunt. So man, it's gonna be. It's been a fun. It's been a fun festival. I Sam mean, Hunt is blown up. Oh, he's blown up. He's he's um he's got it all teed up. You know, he's 
Yeah. He's rocking and rolling and, and certainly certainly excited to have him come on down there. Yeah. If you had to give up, what, what if you had a choice? Okay, here's your two choices. You uh, ready? Uh, this is fun. Because you're going to play in front of 16,000 people tonight, and we've seen the production. We've seen You can do it every night. And you're going to do it for money tonight, and in two nights you're going to do it for free <laughs> because you're a good guy. But here's your two choices. You can do that. Or you can hunt and fish. Woo! And, and as soon as you answer it, I'm out of here and I'm going to leave you alone. You know what? It's I tell you, when I'm on stage, it just doesn't get any better. I yeah, mean, it, I it, it, when, you, when, you, when you're watching people truly let go and have fun, and, you know, if you... I try to... Sometimes when I'm singing a song, you know, I'm closing my eyes and getting into it. But then, man, when on the big old fun party songs and I can watch people's little antics and you can see all of the stuff going on and you can see real life happening. And, man, I, I've seen... You know, when I've seen nothing but people join, people of all walks of life enjoying my music. It's very inspiring. And, you know, and like I said, I think when you talk about, I mean, music, music tears down a lot of sure. music. Tear, I, I, I tell you, the most. Oh, yeah, I mean, look, tonight, you're going to people are going to fall in love tonight. They're going to fall in love. They're, they're going to gonna gonna break again. up. Yeah. They're going, you know, they're going to break up. They're going to meet somebody else after they break up. But, but you know, the main thing is, is, um, I've always tried to pride myself at, you know, is giving it all I got every night on stage. Some nights, some nights I'm a little under the weather. Some nights I've, 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 I've flipped a, uh, I flipped a road bike in the middle of the road and broke collarbones. That's and, true. That's true. We <laughs> but you know, when I'm on, that. When I'm on stage, it's kind of my time to wear all of the stuff during the day. You know, these long podcasts by by world famous cyclists. You know, I mean, but, but, all but, that's behind but, me. But, <laughs> but, 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 but hunting and fishing is—it's the you, outlet. You can, I and, mean, and you can do it with your boys, and you can, you know, and and we can be there together. And you and can't it, do that. I mean, you. I mean, yeah, I, I can't. You, well, they can come out and watch watch their dad. Right kind of shake his butt like a fool but uh but uh yeah the, the the aspect with hunting and fishing is just that that one-on-one -on -one time with your sons and it's not even about hey dad uh what's the what what makes the fish bite it's more like hey dad I, I met a girl at school today what do i do you know it's more about that stuff which which makes it pretty uh pretty amazing all right so the answer is it's like he's like asking me to choose between one of your kids which if you ask me to choose between one of my five i don't have any i mean yeah, yeah. they all have their they all have strengths that. and weaknesses and and pluses and minuses we all do yeah all right you're not that's i'm that's pretty, pretty stock fair. safe answer that's good luke bryan thank you very much man. thank you lance good luck. appreciate it yeah thanks thank for the you. ride thanks for thanks for the ride yeah yeah i rode with lance damn armstrong and he today. rode good too hey. I, I gotta tell you and it was hotter than donut grease <laughs> and humid and september south texas heat yeah and I he learned and he learned a new trick on how to fix mm -hmm. a sli slice sidewall all right. Casimus uses hundred dollar bills to fix his tires. Though. Casimus is the, is Casimus is one of the cheapest wealthiest guys I've ever met. <laughs> so he doesn't he uses somebody else's dollar bill. All right. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Forward Podcast. Like uh, like I said at the top of the show. 
If you have anything you want to say, if you have a suggestion, please, God knows I need suggestions, um, or questions, or concerns, or criticisms, or whatever, let me know. Send me an email. Send it to theforwardpodcast at wedosport.com. I know it's long. I know it's a little confusing. The Forward Podcast at we do w-e-d-u sport singular.com the forward podcast at we do sport.com 